Here's the podcast of highlights from the Q102 Morning Show with Jim and Laura. Have you ever measured your neck? <laughs> Not a, well, I mean around the circumference. Yeah, yeah. Are you know, talking like, length? No, no, no. Just about how thick your neck is. Oh. Have you? <laughs> well, yeah. I think I'm about 17 because, well, guys need to do that for dress shirts. Oh, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I was thinking you were just like, yeah, I'm going to beef up <laughs> my neck. How big is it? Oh, okay. yeah. It's all muscle. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, that's what I thought. You're hulking it out over there. So is 17 and a half, you said 17 and a half or 17? Uh, 17, I think. 16 and a half, 17. Is that considered girthy for a man's I would neck? think that or would be uh, normal, normal to normal? below normal, okay. probably. I don't know. You know, don't feel bad about it, though, because I, I guess you probably want a normal size neck, according to this new <laughs> research. The, and this was men and women asked to look at pictures of men and some had very thick necks, yeah. they were beefed up, and some had average necks, yeah. like you say you may, and then some had really thin necks, and they found that whether there was any truth to this or not, they perceived the men with thick necks to be worse fathers, that they weren't seen as very nurturing or wow, very like family-focused. Wow. And so I, why do you think that would be? Do you think you look at a person like that and go, oh, well, they just spend all their day in the gym. That's what I was just going to say. They're not spending family time together. Uh, does it mention no neck at all on there? Uh, uh, yeah, okay. I don't know what those people said for a no neck, but... <laughs> What would, what would so, your analysis be? So you're saying as an average neck, I, I make a good family guy, I would hope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Oh, that you would be you. seen as fatherly and nurturing yeah. and I'd, spending I'd like quality think, family uh, time. Yeah, yeah sure. Instead of working out in the gym all day. That tracks, but, especially the yeah. not working out in the gym all day. <laughs> I have seen some families that work out in the gym together, and that is cute. Now, listen, I don't go to a gym often, mm. but when I do, I thought, well, that's nice that they are spending quality time so they can stay fit and, you know, have those healthy. They, we spent our family time, like we were just talking about off the air, on Sundays, sitting around watching football all yeah. day, snacking yeah. and yelling at the TV and getting upset that our team loses all the time. So, I mean, you can pick your family time and, and your neck time however you want. So now you follow the Browns and the Vikings? Uh, oh, I know. I feel your pain. Listen, listen. I grew up in a, you know, a Cleveland Browns fan, so I get having a team that disappoints you and, and it's almost there. It's almost in sight. And it's then, only uh, the second game. Down. It's early I know. in the and, season. And we'll talk to Todd. He said don't lose hope after that first game. And he said even, I think, in game two, if we go back and listen to that podcast, he said that may be a loss too, but it is a long season and things can turn around. Mm -hmm. So don't give up. Also, don't put that coffee down. They say, according to a new study, that everyday pleasures like coffee can elevate brain activity and make you better at your job. Huh. Forget the caffeine aspect of coffee. It's they just, say just enjoy that, mm, that warmth. And mm -hmm. when the weather gets a little chillier, there's that feeling where you put your hands around yeah. that ceramic cup Comfort. and it's like, ooh, that's so nice. Yeah. So nice. Then I have one more thing for you. If yep. you're not a coffee drinker, that's okay. If you're listening to this show right now, you're going to be ahead of the game as well. They say even listening to music on your favorite station, of course, Q102, can boost your brain activity as much as that cup I of coffee. I knew it. So I look at. I knew it.
Look at the people that are drinking the coffee and listening to Q102. I mean, are they unstoppable? They're running the company, or they should be. I always say whether when they're participating in Facebook or via text, we have Mm -hmm. smart, clever listeners. And it's because they listen that they are. So, uh, yeah, let that be an advisory. Tell your friends, please. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And tell Alexa, stream the Q102 Morning Show. You can catch stuff going back a year and a half ago when we started doing that. Live from the shores of Footland. It's the only morning show in my life. Q102. Oh, I love you guys. What if I told you, well, there, there was the boy band, the Backstreet Boys, that there was a more recent boy band who almost got hired to play in Wilmer when they were new, but they were passed on because when whoever was supposed to hire them went to see them in Minneapolis, said, ah, they're just okay. And now they are superstars. I just learned this story yesterday. I'm like, oh, I got to tell that. Oh, get ready to have your mind blown. This is one of these stories like, why have I not heard this before about a boy band? Kind of akin, but even bigger than, remember when I said uh, I discovered that Dancing in the Dark video was filmed at the St. Paul Civic Center? Which is the site where XL is now. I didn't know that was filmed in St. Paul. This is even bigger. Our engineer here, Steve, he's a musician too. Plays bass, rhythm guitar, and he's an amazing sound and lighting guy. So he was heavily involved with the Sunshine Festival. You probably wouldn't know about that. Huge Christian music festival held here in Wilmer. Oh, it's, it's been... Done, I call, was the last in 2016. Okay, so it is no more. Yeah, it moved to Wisconsin, actually. Now they do it in Wisconsin. Uh, Huge. And so uh, they were looking into bands to bring for Sunshine Festival of uh, 2006. One of the other people involved said, hey, there's this little boy band group. They're playing in the Twin Cities at the 7th avenue entrance or seventh street entrance it's the small venue attached to the famed first avenue where prince used to perform right it's it's sort of the secondary little tiny thing i mean y'all gotta get your start somewhere right right? you know it's it's what you gotta do right so uh this band plays they go to watch say let's see if we want to bring them and they decided they're they're just okay they're not that great they're a bunch of teenage boys they were and are the Jonas Brothers. Oh, no. I and said, what? <laughs> well, mind you, this was 17 years ago. They would have been 19, 17. Nick would have been 14. And they were just so they were getting little? started. Yeah. They yeah. had done a little Disney. They're just like, you know what? They, they don't quite have it. This is a huge festival. They're, they're a little green, a little new. So we'll, we'll pass on the mm-hmm. Jonas Brothers. <laughs> so what is what is the moral of this story? That well, if you aren't getting rejected or passed on, you too can grow up to someday be the Jonas Brothers. That's right. Or just, you know, it's something along those lines. Don't give up. And also, Look maybe just maybe if you're the one that is doing the assessments, maybe don't be so harsh. Uh-huh. Because you could have the Jonas Brothers before you and That's pass right. on them. I mean, so many lessons. So many lessons. On this thank you day, I'd like to thank you for having the half glass full and being the voice of encouragement here on this Friday morning. (laughs) What has gotten into me? Right? 
And in case the Jonas Brothers still remember that day and think, oh, boy, you know, we almost never were. Mm-hmm. Remember this one, Who's in Your Head? I can't, This one's got a groove that I love. The boys are all grown up. It's on the Q102 Morning Show. The Q102 Morning Show missed the Jonas Brothers in Wilmer by that much back in 2006. <laughs> Now, do you think uh, they're regretting that decision, or do they go, you know what, we had another great band in their place, and so you mean we're the, standing by. The uh, the Sunshine people? Yeah. I, I think at the time, they felt it was the right move, because this festival was huge, huge nationwide, and they needed to bring in uh, top entertainment. And they said, well, these kids aren't ready yet, so mm. maybe they did the Jonas Brothers a favor. Maybe. This little maybe. town in Minnesota passed on us. We need to up our game, man. I bet that's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, it reminds me, uh, Prairie's Edge snagged. I'm pretty sure it was a little big town back in the day, uh, right before... They became they huge. So they were yeah. still kind of an up-and-coming, small, uh, hey, we're going to play this casino in Minnesota. And then, uh, boom, by the time the show happened, they had just skyrocketed in fame. And so uh, that was oh, a, I, a lucky get. I bet it was packed that night. I, probably. I, didn't, I wasn't there. I, I don't remember that, but they tell the story. The, uh, actually, Eric, who um, seeks out... And schedules all of the concerts. Probably says, "Lucky Tim, no, I saw that coming." I know. You know yeah, these kids. These kids are going to do something here. Let's uh, <laughs> let's book them now before they get that. And it also, when you talk about sort of the near miss, I think I've told the story before at an NSYNC concert with my daughter. Oh, you did. Yeah. yeah. The, the, Tell it one more time. The girl in the hallway at a card table signing her new CD. Have you ever heard of her? No, no, let's just go get our seats. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, never mind. That was Mandy Moore. Oh. Now not only music fame, but This Is Us fame Huge actress. Show, this Is Us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we don't know her. Let's pass on that. Just the opener. Nobody cares, right? Oh, but they will. Swing and a miss. You're listening to the Q102 Morning Show, and these are Hollywood headlines. All right. This might be a step in the right direction. Major film and TV studios have agreed to resume contract talks Mm -hmm. with striking Hollywood writers. So it looks like yesterday that the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers said that it's working to schedule a meeting coming next week and that every member of the Alliance is, quote, committed and eager to reach a fair deal. Now, we've heard that before. Mm. Fair for who? Yeah. Because (laughs) fair deal does not always mean fair for everybody. I think we all... Many, many aspects of life come to the table and go, yeah, "Yeah, but I don't think that that's really fair for the rest of us. But Hollywood actors are also on strike and conducting separate negotiations. So this may not get everybody back to work at the same time, but at least there's movement, you know? Who did I just see is uh, giving of their time? Oh, yeah, there's some actors that are are doing like, uh, I'll mow your lawn for X number of dollars uh, to raise money for the strike. Or, uh, well, you can go to dinner with me. They're doing it like in auctions. I'll, I'll dig that up later. I, I have a feeling that this 
actress is going to get some flack and going to get some hate. And I think she's just being honest. Some people are just blessed with good metabolism <laughs> and perfect bodies. And I think no matter what, like I am never going to be a tall person, right? Nah. I'm also probably never going to be a pencil stick thin <laughs> person, no matter how much weight I would lose yeah. or what I would eat. It's just it, my body is not designed like that. But Salma Hayek says the secret to her amazing body is not exercise. Oh. She said, exercise is hard. Yeah. It's really difficult to have that discipline to do it. So I don't, and not all the time. I'm sure she does a little bit, but she said meditation oh. is a walk in the park because it's my own form of it. And that is mainly why I have this body. Huh. And there are gonna be people that just hate her for that. Well, and they say, you know what, Salma, if you can get away with just some yoga and some um, then you go, girl. Well, you maybe go. the meditation clears her of that need to binge on junk food, you know, because that can be right. very psychological. Uh, mm -hmm. Listen to me. I, I'll, I give her that. Maybe that helps her avoid emotional eating. Look at me. Hey, I, I got. Uh, we are both just Selma beams Hyatt. of sunshine today. Oh, I don't know yeah. what is happening. It's Friday. I don't know what is Woo. happening at all. I was just looking up those uh, celebrities who uh, have decided to auction off some of their personal time to raise money during the ongoing writer's strike. There's uh, eBay listings that just went live yesterday by a group of actors and writers who say they want to support their crew members, which is nice. How well, so they're not uh, raising money for themselves. They're making this money and then giving it to... yeah. The people that would be on their show or on their movie, so to speak. Right. Okay. Now, uh, maybe you'd like to have a pet portrait done by none other than John Lithgow. He's the famous actor from Footloose, Third Rock, Bombshell. This could go either way. <laughs> I did a fundraiser with our local Humane Society once where it was paintings or pictures of your pets. Yeah. Some people were such good artists. Oh. Others were not. And you had no control on which celebrity or local celebrity or staffer would be doing your pet. And it was funny because you would see some of the before pictures that people would submit. Here's, here's little Fluffy. And then you would see the artist rendering of little Fluffy. And some were really good. And some were so uh, funny. So that could be fun. I see what you're saying there. Mm -hmm. We're probably not having you paint pet portraits no, for charity. No, I, I had little stick <laughs> no figure-ish cats, and <laughs> I'm sure that the recipients loved uh, them, I hope. If you're a Parks and Recreation fan, uh, Adam Scott will walk your dog for an hour. How much would that be worth for you? I don't know. Uh, they have those apps where you can hire just general dog walkers, but they're not celebrities, so I would think you would pay a little bit higher price, mm -hmm. right? Adam Scott, or yeah, Adam, Bob Odenkirk from Breaking Bad and David Cross are listed okay. uh, for in-person dinner opportunities. I think, oh, Bob would be a fun conversationalist yeah. at dinner. Yeah. Saul from Breaking Bad. And I, and I recognize David. He was Tobias in Arrested Development. I'm guessing that an in-person dinner might go for more than, say, walking the dog for an hour. Here's my question, because yeah. you know I always have questions. Yeah. So you hire them to have dinner with you. Yeah. So you're paying for their time at dinner, but who picks up the tab then? Do you also have to pay for that? Oh. Or do they pay for that because they probably can afford it a little Leave bit it to more, you, maybe. worst case scenario, girl. I'm just asking. You know, I... I like the fine print of things. I like to know the details. Right now, the, the dinner, by the way, is at 20, well, as of yesterday, $2,600. 
to have dinner with those two. Uh, we got Lena Dunham will paint a mural in your home. That stands at $3,000 as of for yesterday's writing. S- for some reason, I would think that she would be artistic enough that that yeah. would be yeah. not a joke type mural like some of the pet renderings would be, Ooh. that it would be really good. How about a uh, Hawaiian shirt signed by Daniel Radcliffe uh, okay. and Weird Al, though. They're both signatures. I don't know what that's about. That's at mm. uh, $1,600. Anyway, uh, look it up. Google eBay auction for uh, the writer's strike charity, and, and then you'll find links to maybe try to purchase a so little something things. yourself. Yeah, Help okay. out the writers out there in Hollywood. I think I want to marry you. Bum, bum, bum. That almost sounds like the chimes you'd hear at the end of uh, a lot of Christmas songs. Yeah, I said it. It does. You know, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. No, not, I know. Not yet. Not yet. Let's get, let's get through Halloween. Let's get through Thanksgiving. I always feel bad for Thanksgiving. It kind of gets yeah, overshadowed by Christmas yeah. all the time. Our Molly Penny evenings here at Q102 posted on our personal page. All of the Halloween de- decorations, and they did it up with the spiders and the dead bodies and, and, and the gravestones <laughs> on uh-huh. September 14. I'm like, Molly, not yet. Molly. Not yet. How about yeah. October 1st? I'll be all right with that. I, or are we just behind because my neighbor has pumpkins out and yeah. the decorations. I This may not surprise you. I have a wreath. It goes on the door uh-huh. for the fall. It's a it's a, a Christmas black, wreath. It's, no, it's not oh. a Christmas wreath, but it's a in the shape of a cat. It's like a black cat, just the outline of a black cat yeah. wreath that goes on yeah. the door. And then I switch that to the Christmas wreath that really is not Christmassy. It's Ohio State snowmen, so oh. that can last oh. all winter. But can, really. can you just like turn it? Then it's hanging there, and then you can just turn it. Oh no, uh, I would like that wreath. Yeah. See. Yeah. That's right. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. No, well, the thing about pumpkins and gourds—that's uh, that, to me—that represents harvest time, and we're True. certainly in the midst of that here in Minnesota. You're seeing them combine the fields and all of that. To me, that's fall harvest time. But but when you're talking bodies and spider webs and witches <laughs> hanging from corpses, and yeah. the, the, you know, we can wait a few weeks for that. So, as a an official coucher for Court TV. You yeah. know I watch a lot of things. I would like to give my my ruling on when the appropriate time to decorate for certain things. Yeah. I think that if you still have green tomatoes in the garden, uh, it is too early then to decorate for Halloween. Okay. If you wait okay. a little bit, and there's still the green tomatoes. You said that Londa was yeah, talking we, about all, we, all her tomatoes that yeah. may not turn, and I said, mm-hmm. oh, that's a perfect time for fried green tomato season then, but not Halloween decorations. No. Not yet. Not now, yet. Now, you bring that up. I uh, saw something from the Associated Press, and the headline reads, Tis the season for mutant tomatoes. What is that well, you had not heard of the name Mutant Tomatoes, but uh, you've probably seen not. them. I sent you a couple of screenshots here. Oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one, I I had one that looked like that first picture that you sent, where just a, a certain, looks like an appendage grows out from the tomato, very strategically Something kind of naughty, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean... I don't know what you're seeing, but I, I see just a, maybe like a long nose oh, yeah, growing out of the tomato. A mm-hmm. nose. Yes. The other one to me looks like a devil. It's a tomato with little horns coming out of it. 
Oh, see, I <laughs> when I saw that tomato, it I thought two plump arms growing at the top, like, come all tomatoes and gather round. Praise, <laughs> I have things to tell you. Praise Laura's garden <laughs> to the south. Uh, so I, well, you know, I've seen a little freakish tomatoes like that. The, now they say, according to this Associated Press story, that it has been a season for more mutant tomatoes because really? when they're exposed to more extremes, 90s during the day, 40s, yeah. 50s during the night, the, the cell division in them is more likely to go awry. Well, we've had that. In the mm-hmm. you know a few weeks ago, we're a hundred and five, and then we're forty five at night, and so these little formations happen. <laughs> they, they're they're fine. You can eat them. You can still eat them. Oh, they're good conversation pieces. That's for the sure. Shit. Yeah, yeah. And they say the likelihood of tomatoes turning into a conversation piece that's either naughty or whatever praiseworthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about one in a. Thousand. Oh, so these are rare. Well, so if you get a mutant tomato, well, sh- then you rare-ish. should show everybody. I mean, I swear, Listen. my five tomato plants I put in this probably grew two thousand tomatoes. That might be a little exaggeration, but there were a lot. There were a lot. Listen, as a gardener and as a person who has friends and family members who do not garden, they get a ton of my garden pictures unsolicited. (laughs) And they're probably like, okay, yeah, it's Uh, a tomato. uh, Okay, green pepper, yay. Oh, here's a cucumber. But they get this tomato and Mm. they go, another tomato. Oh, whoa. Wait wait a minute. And then then they are glad that you sent it. Tomato right there is kind of looking like it's ready to go. Like it has a large nose. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you think it is. The Q102 Morning Show Podcast. Join Tim and Laura weekdays from 6 to 9.